Welcome back to Kindly Gifted Season 4. I am so excited to have you along for the ride. No matter how it is that you tell your story, whether it's through your personality and influence or through your business and products, you have me in your pocket as your creative director on Speed Dial. Season four is filled with even more deep dives of how our favorite brands have built their success, how our favorite public figures and people of influence have built their personal brands, and also more insight from incredible guest experts to join me in having these powerful discussions. So thank you so much for continuing to tune in and supporting the show. And let's get into this episode, shall we? Thank you so much for taking this show to 16,000 plus streams in just a short period of time. I am forever grateful. Our next goal for Kindly Gifted is to dominate these motherfucking charts. And for that, I need your help. If you could do me a quick favor and click follow or subscribe on the platform that you're listening on and drop a quick rating of what you think of the show, that would greatly help us climb the charts because transparently speaking, that's the only way that we can do it. I need you to click follow, click subscribe, and again, drop a quick rating of what you think of the show and let's get us to number one. Thank you again so much and tune into the episode. I'm so excited to welcome Abigail Pugh to Kindly Gifted and also to introduce you to the Kindly Gifted audience. Abigail has very extensive expertise in digital products that is just like unmatched. Every single time I watch your stories, it gets almost I look forward to that morning report of like, this is how much I made while I was asleep. You have accomplished so much through your digital products, not only in helping other people, but also furthering your own lifestyle and and retiring your husband, buying a house. It's just allowed so much freedom for you. And so I'm so excited to have you on the show and talk a little bit more about the benefits of digital products and your story and why you've decided to expand into those things. Yeah, I am so excited to be here. Even like hearing that introduction and hearing things, I'm like, oh, snap, that's my life. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you initially started with UGC, right? And then you decided to expand into digital products or tell me a little bit more about kind of how you, what your journey was like as a creator up until now. Yeah. So, I mean, I started my, I didn't have a TikTok presence last year. So in July, you know, June of 2022, I was talking to this girl and she was telling me that I needed to get on TikTok. And I was like, no, I don't want to be on TikTok. I'm not, I'm too old for that. And like, I had been a right-hand man to several people for for one lady who has sold like over a million dollars in presets. And I have just done so many other things helping other people. And then last year, my husband had some health issues and we had like crazy medical bills and I only had a few hours per day. And I'd actually been doing UGC for I think five years now, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I didn't really know people wanted to learn about it. So I got on TikTok my TikTok grew really quickly. And then I launched like a UGC starter kit because I was getting like hundreds of comments on my TikToks asking like, how do I get started? How do I get started? And it's not just like a, you know, one sentence thing for how to get started as a UGC creator. So I created that digital product in July of last year. I launched it August 2nd and my first month was a $10,607 month, which I still have the screenshot because it's kind of hard to even believe it. And I just loved this idea of, you know, teaching people, helping other people kind of take their creativity and turn it into a way of life and really good income. 
And then I started really loving learning how to market and kind of learning how to market for myself. I feel like for years I've been helping other people market, which I love to do, but I kind of learned how to do it for me and it just kind of took off. And then I created a digital product starter kit to kind of teach people how to do that as well. And I've kind of leaned more into that now just because of the freedom it gives you. I mean, literally waking up to sales that you made when you sleep is like the most invigorating, cool thing ever. Yeah. (laughs) And not having to like lift a finger after the fact. So I think that story is like so interesting with how you went about creating a digital product and also like building an audience, which leads me to the, the question of there's so many different opinions on how to do that correctly. And I'm curious what you would recommend to somebody else to do, whether that's building an audience first before you launch some sort of digital product or going the route of creating a digital product and building your audience around that or your even TikTok account or Instagram account around that? Like, which I know you went a very specific route, but when you look back, would you change anything or what would you recommend to somebody else to do? I mean, I think it's honestly best to go into whatever, you know, audience you're going to build with kind of like an idea in mind of what you want to sell down the line. So like for me, I knew I was going to sell something on UGC. I didn't know like what point or like, I didn't know what type of resource I was going to create. So I kind of let my audience decide that for me as I grew my audience. But when I started that TikTok, I absolutely in my head knew I wanted to sell digital products around UGC. And I think that helped me build my audience quicker because they knew something was coming. And when I had that launch for my first digital product, I only had like 11,000 followers on TikTok and my Instagram was like, I wasn't active on Instagram. So it was really all from TikTok and my email list that I had built from my TikTok. Um, So I think starting with kind of like an end goal in mind, you don't have to like have your digital product figured out yet. Um, But I think it's better to just start now, right? Start working on the product, start building the audience. Because if you wait until you have a huge audience to start selling something, you will have missed out on all the buyer types that like are quick buyers, right? There are so many people that find me, binge my content and buy within an hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're losing out on those sales if you have this mindset of, okay, I need to have a huge audience before I start selling anything. And that's just not true. And I think it kind of, it encourages you to like learn all of the selling and learn how to sell everything when you have a huge audience. And that's kind of hard, right? Because when you do grow an audience, people (laughs) expect stuff from you and they judge you for like everything that you're doing. And I was able to learn how to market well and in a way that I feel good about on a smaller audience. So now my audience is bigger. Yes. But like, I know what I'm doing now. So I think build the audience around what you think you're going to want to sell a digital product on. And you can totally always pivot too. Like when I started my Instagram, I literally, it was labeled, the name was in the real world and it was spelled real, like an Instagram reel. And -hmm. I was teaching people how to make reels that convert. And then I changed it to teaching about UGC. And now I talk about digital products. Like you can always pivot things. You don't have to like know exactly what you're going to sell. I think analysis paralysis, like holds so many creators up and you just start, like, just start talking about stuff, see what people are interested in. I thought people would be more interested in certain things and they were not. So I just kind of listen to my audience as I go. And I think that's why I've been able to like consistently make so many sales per day now. That's such a powerful statement that you brought up earlier about waiting to sell until you have a really big community and that people 
expect certain things from you. I was talking with a talent manager the other day and she was like, not every creator should like wait until having a super big audience to sell for this exact reason, because when you start selling, it can feel like you're selling out Mm -hmm. and not like you are trying to help them. And if they're not used to you promoting something or, you know, not necessarily pushing something on them, but mentioning a resource that you created, even if it's one that you initially made for free, they're going to be incredibly weirded out when you all of a sudden start doing that and you have a large community because they're not going to be like, oh, this is super cool. They're going to say, oh, she needs money because now she's trying to stay relevant. Now she's a million followers. So it kind of like backfires the thing that people actually assume that it's going to do. Yep. And I think some people like get stuck in this like influencer only spot, which like I always knew I never wanted to be an influencer. I knew that if I was going to have an audience, I wanted to be an online educator. I love to teach. I love to share things that I love, but like, I don't, I don't want to base my money off of if people buy consumer products. Like I just, I don't like that. So I liked going the route of knowing that like I was going to educate them and teach them. And day one, I was very clear in my videos that like I was working on resources for them. And that's how I phrased it too. I didn't phrase it like I'm creating digital products to sell you. No, I phrased it as like, Hey, you guys are all asking me these questions. I can't answer it in a TikTok, even in a 10 minute TikTok, you can't go over everything they need to know. So I just kept telling them like, Hey, I'm working on resources for you. And so I built an audience of people that knew that they could buy things from me to learn how to do things better not an audience thinking that I was some influencer that was just going to like post links all the time. And I'm still like very, very careful about when I do post links and what I do share. It's very, I'm very specific with when I share things. So it's not just like a selling to them all day. They don't feel like I'm selling to them every day. I am, but I've kind of done it in a way where I'm serving them every single day and they feel, you know, like excited to wake up and watch my stories and see how much money I made overnight. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just fun. Like there, I've had so many people say like, I wake up every day, like go to your stories and I'm so excited to see what they're going to say. And I, I just love that. I like built a community around that from the get go. Yeah. So many people have a problem with like selling and especially, you know, it's something you mentioned earlier where you have a background of helping other people market their own things. And it's a lot easier because you may be emotionally detached Mm -hmm. from their own, whatever's in their head, you're not there. But when it's like your own stuff that you're selling, even if you know how to do it for somebody else, sometimes it can feel a little bit more like slimy maybe because you're inside your own head. You mentioned something just now about like serving versus selling. What are some maybe tips or a piece of advice that you have on how to achieve a more kind of streamlined selling process that doesn't feel as gross or that doesn't tap into some of that imposter syndrome that can keep people from? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So for me, I definitely focus on selling in a way that feels good. So like I don't use timers. I don't like pressure people into buying things and say like, it's only live for this week and then it's gone and then leave it in my shop. So the way I market things, I definitely market in a way that's not, it doesn't feel slimy to me. And I've literally never once had someone say what you're doing feels slimy. So I tend to market like the outcome of my products and like what they're going to get from them. I also, there's this one book by Alex Harmozy. It's called hundred million dollar offer. It like, it changed my life. I love that book. I have it on my desk at all times. I have so many like written notes in it, but he really goes into like creating offers that people can't say no to. So Mm -hmm. instead of like selling in a way that feels 
you know, slimy and like you have 12 hours left to buy this at the sale price and then you can never get it again. And then it's like literally in their shop forever. I'm not down for that. Like when I market something, I mean what I say. And I, the book by Alex Hermosi, if you guys have never read it, buy it. It's amazing. It's free on Audible, I believe. So you can listen to it for free. I like to buy it just to have like the written words out and be able to take notes. I love that. But like with all of my offers and everything that I offer, I'm just constantly trying to find ways to like make it a no brainer purchase for people. Right. And having stuff in there, that's easy for me to sell it. Like my products feel easy for me to sell because I'm so proud of them. I love what they are. They really use a lot of my personal experience in my guides. Like I talk in it as if I do regularly as well. And I've gotten a lot of feedback from people saying that like, they love that they're learning through my story. They're not just like given this blanket information with no reason. Like when I explain why I use things, I tell them what I love about it. I tell them what I don't love about certain apps. And it's not just like, use this, use that. Like nobody wants that. They want products that are like full of your personality. So for me, it's definitely more like selling the outcome and what they can get from the product, not the technicalities of it too. I see a lot of people on Instagram trying to sell like the technicalities of their course or their digital products. And they're like, Hey, it's got 87 modules and 500 hours of video. And I'm like, I literally don't care about that. If anything, that makes me stressed out. Instead, I think they should be selling like what you're going to get from that. Like, how is your life going to be better? What's going to change about your life? Because then you're really inspiring people to take action and do something. And then it doesn't feel like you're selling. It literally feels like you're serving people. I mean, like my digital products have changed people's lives and like, it makes me so darn proud. Like I love it. And so when I'm selling something, I know that it's going to change their life. It's not just buy this thing that you're never going to look at. Right. 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 Yeah. Oh my God. hundred million dollar offers. First of all, oh, such good luck. So good. I'm looking at it right now. I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting right next to him in there too. He actually has, if people, if you're kind of like wary about buying books like that, especially from like marketing gurus and especially marketing bros, yeah. Alex Hermosi, first of all, one of the most like experienced people on this topic, but He's also incredible. he has like a free like mini program on acquisition.com, which is his business. And that walks you through like some of these things that he goes more in depth into in the book, but I highly recommend. And it's, yeah, I agree. I also agree in terms of the, the selling the technicality, because it's just the same thing as let's say, you yeah. know, a beauty product. Like you don't give a fuck that there's vitamin A or that there's aloe gel in there. You're like, what does that do? Like, what, what does like, that Why do I need that? Exactly. <laughs> And I think a brand that's done such a good job of it, just to give an example, is Fenty Skin. If you go to their website, they don't tell you just like what ingredients are in there. They tell you in their own like fun, like Rihanna voice about like what it's going to do and how yep. you're going to glow like the mother and like all this other. Why you it makes it. it just so much more. You're like, oh my God, yes, sold. This is so fucking fun. I want to buy it. <laughs> And I think that same energy that people use in like CPG and, you know, pushing a pro like a physical product, I think applying that same thing, like you said, to a digital product is so powerful because then, yeah, people have an emotional connection to you. And I think the reason that so many of these like gurus are unable to do that is because 
first of all, it probably never fucking happened to them. And two, they don't know what they're talking about. So all they know is how to regurgitate the technicality that they got from someone else. You know, If, if someone's selling me something and like, they don't have a story around it, I don't want it. Like, I don't want to buy it. I want to buy from people that have like gone through something. I would much rather buy a resource from someone that has like healed their gut. And now they're much happier in life because they did all this trial and error stuff than like a doctor who literally like just memorized stuff and is just giving you textbook stuff. Like, I honestly think you have way more chances of like seeing great success with digital products. If you sell something that you're passionate about and that you've experienced, like I see people selling pretty much what I'm selling, like digital product starter kits, things like that. And like, they've never made money selling a digital product. And I'm like, how, like, how are you teaching that if you've never done it yet? Like you need to do something first and then teach it, not just like pick a profitable topic. Right. Because, you know, teaching people how to make money is always going to be profitable if you do it right. Right. Um, But like, I want to learn from someone who's actually made money doing it. I don't want to just like have information regurgitated to me that I could go find on chat GPT. Like that's not worth it to me. So like (laughs) taking something, part of your story and turning that into a product is that is the way to go. Like I did a story the other day and I'm like, I could have done so many different like personal brands and different things to create digital products around. Like I used to be a celebrity nanny. I could have created a digital product on how to become a high profile nanny. I used to be a floral designer and I worked with like some of the top wedding designers in the world. They've like been in vogue multiple times. Like I could teach you how to be a freelancer with top designers. Like there's so many different things that I've done in life and I've kind of like experienced that I could teach other people. So you really just have to like narrow it down and pick one that you feel comfortable talking about every single day, right? Because yeah. if you're going to sell a digital product and make really good money from it, you do need to be talking about it every single day. It's not something you can just like throw up in your shop and be like, hey, why didn't I make $10,000 last month? Well, you talked about it once and then never talked about it again. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was just speaking with somebody else about this too, who released a course and made so much money kind of like the first day. And we're, she's also a marketer. So it was kind of an interesting conversation to hear somebody else in the industry say this exact thing. And she was like, I don't know. Like I I was asking her like, Oh, how's it going? How's it going with the, like the course launch and all this other stuff. And she's like, honestly, girl, I talked about it once. And I know that that's not enough, but like, I just can't, I don't know. I feel like I'm, you know, talking about it too much, or I don't know how to get out of my, my head in terms of, you know, the amount of times that I talk about something. And I was going to ask this question to you because I knew I would be talking with you. And I was like, how do you, you know, kind of get out of your head that you're going to be talking about, you know, your product a bazillion times? Like, how do you just be like, okay, yeah, that may be redundant to me, but it somebody new was going to stumble upon this and see this and never have heard of it before. Like, how do you kind of keep that mindset so that you do keep talking about it every day? Yeah. So I think for me, it's like, I have a little sticky note in my office and it says good marketing is repetition. And it's so true. Like you have to just repeat things over and over. And if I tell people in all my one-on-one calls, like if you're not sick to death of telling your story and marketing and talking about things, like you're doing it wrong. You really do have to be sick of it because think about it. Like when you post something on social media, not all of your followers always see it, you know, like a very small percentage see it. And they need to have that repetition in order to feel like they are going to buy that product or they need it. So just showing up every day, knowing that like not everyone is seeing all your content. I think we post something and we're like, okay, my entire audience saw this. I can't talk about it for a month. There's someone on Instagram, Brock Johnson. Like most people know him if you're like on Instagram 
for work. He's huge. He has like over a million followers. He's an Instagram expert. He literally cycles through the same content month after month and keeps growing and keeps getting new people to buy in because you have to go through the cycle of starting over again. You have to start from the beginning of your story and walk all your new followers through everything that you've taught everyone else. And then again, like you wash and repeat, start over. And that's what Brock does. Like he has like, I think like 30 topics I could probably name off the top of my head that I know he talks about every month. He talks about like color theory within your reels. He talks about repurposing. He like, it's the same thing over and over again. I don't unfollow him. I love it. I'm like reminded to be like, oh my God, I need to use color theory more in my reels or Mm -hmm. I need to go repurpose more stuff. So just know that like not everyone is seeing everything you're posting. And honestly, when you take people back to like to the beginning of the cycle, so like what is whatever it is that you do, you're getting all those new people to understand truly everything that you do. And anyone who has been a follower for a long time and is seeing all this information, they're not sitting there thinking, oh my God, they're talking about this again. They're sitting there thinking, oh shoot, I really need to get on this. I love this story. She's already told us this before. I'm so excited. I need to go get started with that. So Think about all the emails that you're getting from like big companies too. Like Target doesn't reinvent the the wheel with their emails. They're literally like the same layout, the same sales every summer, every spring, every winter. And it's like, you're not sick of those. So like, think of what other people are doing. My stories, for example, and my Instagram, I cycle through the same content and the same like ideas every time. Obviously everything is different, right? Cause when you, you never say like the same thing twice in a reel, you like present it in slightly different ways. But now I like have a cycle of content that I go through every month and it's easy for me. And I really just like share my life. I don't create my life, right? I share my life through the lens of my business. And then I just take them through the cycle. So like where I started, how I was in the first few months and where I'm at now. And then I start over again. And it's like, once you get into that cycle, it's really not as hard as you think. And that's where the huge sales will come is when you kind of always take people back to the beginning and walk them through that whole thing again. And it feels repetitive to you and you're going to be so sick of yourself, but that's, that's good marketing, honestly. That's a really, yeah, that's such a good outlook on this. A good marketing is repetition is such a powerful concept. And I mean, I think the statistic is what, like on average, you need to see something seven times in order to seven to 12 now, which is crazy in order for it to like actually resonate with Mm -hmm. you. And yeah, I think being a little bit more like self-aware too of exactly what you said, there are huge brands plugging products, the same, like the same products that they have had for ever in arguably the same types of ways, maybe with slight different testing or they like AB test certain different hooks or headlines or subject lines or content or whatever. And, and, but once you find kind of your rhythm, it it definitely is a lot easier to, to know exactly what resonates and what, you know, discussion or drives people to your website or what have you. Yeah. That is a, that's such a good point. And I think it's, it's a lot, hopefully to people listening, it'll be a lot less pressure to, to, to keep repeating yourself because you do also have audience members that are maybe, yeah, I have seen that before, but are going to be like, oh, I need to take this step. I've been meaning to take this step or, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about their content the other day and hoping that this something similar will come across. And as a reminder that I need to, like you said, you know, use color theory in your reels or whatever it is that Brock was talking about. That's such a powerful statement. I, I definitely agree so much with you. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, finding like a cadence for 
posting about digital products. I think there's like a, so many, you can get caught up with like consuming advice from other people about what you should and shouldn't be doing in your mm-hmm. posting cadence or advertising your product or selling. Do you consume a lot of advice from other people or have you been just kind of like, you know, how did you balance between taking in other people's advice versus just being like, you know what, I'm going to turn all of that off and I'm going to create my own process and figure it out on my own. I'm definitely like someone that doesn't like to be told what to do. (laughs) So I've definitely like tried things and failed and learned myself. And I try to not follow people in my niche. So I really try and follow people that inspire me, but aren't like my direct competitors. Just because when you kind of start listening to everyone else, then everyone's information starts becoming the same. Like it started happening on TikTok with UGC. And like, I felt like every time I did a video, everyone would copy exactly the topic I was talking about. And it just felt like, oh, this is so frustrating. So I kind of just stopped watching other people's or TikToks and reels that were like within my niche because then your brain kind of is like, well, they're doing this. And I know that I said, I didn't want to talk about that, but now I feel like I have to, and I don't want to be a follower. I want to be someone that like shares what I'm passionate about and what I know. And I have so much experience. Like I don't need other people's content to tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, So that's helped a lot, like not consuming as much or just making sure that I'm creating before I'm consuming other people's content. And (laughs) my Instagram now, I really tried to like follow people that either were just within marketing or people that I enjoy their content, not necessarily doing what I do. I think I only follow like two or three people that do something similar to me. And it's just helpful not to get caught up in like what everyone else is doing. Obviously, like you got to do your research and kind of stay in the know within you know, your niche or whatever you're teaching, but like, it's really easy to just regurgitate what everyone else is saying if you're following all these Mm -hmm. other people. So like following people kind of slightly out of your niche doesn't need to be like stark opposite because it is nice to like get inspiration from people. But if I'm following someone who's like talking about marketing, that's not directly what I teach. I mean, I do teach marketing, but it's different the way I teach it because it's to, you know, people that don't even know that they're becoming a marketing expert. Right. (laughs) But like following people in that realm helps me see like, okay, I need to be doing this better and I need to be teaching this better instead of like, oh my gosh, I need to teach that exactly. So it really helps to just surround yourself with people that inspire you and that you love online, but not exactly doing what you're wanting to do. I agree. I also, so when I was about to quit the show, I told myself that if I proceeded with trying like one last way of trying to grow the show, I had to do it on one condition, which is not to consume anybody else's advice or yeah. like online or anything like that. And of course, with the podcast, it's a lot easier to do because like you, you're not like automatically fed. Yeah. You have to like go find and seek out the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. And also there's no comments, you know, nobody can like tag a competitor or whatever. So it was a lot easier in that way. But with TikTok, I mean, same, same thing. I don't really follow a lot of this. It's not, and it's not that I don't like their content and that's not why I'm like, oh, I don't want to follow them because I don't like their content. I do. But I also know that like, we're literally in the same area Mm -hmm. of X expertise and sometimes their insight or maybe they have more experience than me or maybe whatever in my mind I've created this narrative that they're better and it can like stop me from 
my own, you know, journey because I feel like, oh, why? What's the point? This person has already gotten so much far ahead. So I, I'm kind of in the same boat where I don't like being told what to do. I also don't think <laughs> I need to be listening to anybody else's advice. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> fail with my idea than like fail with somebody else's idea. Cause then it's like, I'm the only one to blame. I don't want to be mad at other people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I completely agree with that. I, yeah, I think we're in this phase of, of social media where not only like, you don't, sometimes you don't have the choice to consume. Yep. You, you, especially on something like TikTok, or even if you switch your tab on Instagram to reels, you do not have the, the choice anymore. Yep. The choice is, do I keep scrolling or do I leave? That's the choice. Yep. So yeah, I completely agree that when you put yourself in the mindset of like, I'm just going to go on this platform and create and interact with people that I care about. And then I'm going to dip the fuck out. It makes uh, content creation and also maybe selling a little bit easier. Oh, so much easier. And I think like when you, especially with content, that's kind of polarizing when you believe something different than other people in your industry, when you start hearing like the different view point, you tend to like, okay, well kind of like start believing that. And it's like, nobody wants someone who's wishy-washy. They want to know what you believe in. Like I'm totally always open to like having my mind changed 100% on what I believe. But there's a lot of things, especially like in the UGC creator community that I'm like, opposite of what everybody else in the industry says. And the more I listen to other people, I'm like, oh shoot, should I be teaching that? And I'm like, no, like this works for you. This was your experience. And like, for me personally, as a UGC creator, I encourage students to do like retainer clients where you're working with people month after month and you're like making really good money from two or three clients instead of like pitching yourself constantly. And like everyone on TikTok says the opposite. And it's like, mm -hmm. I, when I watch that, I kind of, am like oh, a little unsure, but I'm like, no, this is how you became successful. And this is something that's attainable and like lets you live a more balanced life. And so by not consuming what other people are saying, I'm really able to like stand firm in what I believe and what I teach to people. And I think people, you know, they have, they're attracted to that more so than someone just like goes with the flow and says what everybody else is saying. Yeah. Very, very, very true. One last question for you about digital products and kind of, you know, creating stability through that. What is up? And it's a little bit open-ended. So <laughs> sorry, but also <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> what is one piece of advice and don't overthink it, but something that comes to mind for you first that you wish somebody had told you when you first started even considering the idea of creating a digital product and finding financial freedom that way, what is something that you would pass on to, to someone else who's in the same boat that you were, you know, just a few months ago? Honestly, it's just a start. I mean, I feel like for years I had so many good ideas and I would sit on them and I would feel like I had to like walk it through to fruition in my brain and know that it would work. Like you never know if something's going to work. And I seriously have had like business ideas for years and things that I know would be profitable now, knowing what I know about digital products that I just sat on. I never started. I never started doing something. And it's like, the moment I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start. Like I started my TikTok and I didn't tell anybody, didn't even tell my husband until I hit 10,000 followers. And I was like, Hey, I'm launching a digital product next week, by the way. <laughs> and like people know me on TikTok now because I was just so afraid to fail. And it's like, if you never start something and you never just start creating, start seeing what you would feel comfortable doing and selling and teaching people about, like, you'll never know. And I think, like I said before, analysis paralysis holds so many people up and it did 
me for years. And it, I, I could have made so much money already from digital products over the past like five years had I just started something. Mm-hmm. Um, and just know that like when you start something, that doesn't mean you have to do that for the rest of your life. Like there's always ways to pivot. There's always ways to start over if you don't like something that you've built and you want to change. Like you're not married to an idea. You're not married to one digital product. You can always switch it up. But like anything you learn on that first round, guess what? You can now go apply it if you're like, hey, I, you know, I've made decent money from this. I like the niche, but I changed my mind. I don't want to talk about it every day. Great. Now yeah. you just learned all that. But like most people, what I get in my comments and DMs the most is like, I don't know how to start. I don't know what to start. I feel like I can't teach anything. And it's like, well, if you you're stuck in that mindset. You're never going to be successful. You really have to like push through it, kind of fake it, (laughs) fake it until you make it yeah, and just kind of act like you have an audience before you do and create for them. Right. And just, just start, honestly, that's, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. That's such a good piece of advice. And if you need help starting, Abigail has an amazing digital product kit to help you start. And also if you're interested in UGC, she has one for that as well. And you've been so kind in giving the listeners a 20% off code for your digital product starter kit. Use code kindly gifted. If you are interested or excited about the topic and something in this conversation sparked your love for expertise that you've been sitting on that could be helping other people. And also, you know, maybe even making money for you in your, in your sleep, just like it is for (laughs) Abigail. But I'm so grateful that you came on to to chat. I know you're moving into a new home that your, your, you know, digital products and your UGC experience has, has gotten you and you have accomplished so much, you and your husband both. And I think that's incredible and so inspiring. So where can people find you if they want to keep up with your story and your life and expertise in, in digital products and UGC? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a TikTok and an Instagram that are both Abigail Pugh, just my name. I'm definitely more active on Instagram right now, just especially like with DMs and comments. But yeah, I would love to have you guys there. You can watch my income reports every morning to see how much I made overnight. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I'm very open with like how much money I make because I think especially as a woman, we're like taught that it's dirty and gross to talk about money. And I think money just makes good people better and bad people worse. And I like, I love money as a tool to live the life that you want to live and live a life that you actually get to enjoy. So that might be a little bit of a shell shock for some people, but it's not like a look at me, look at me thing. It's a look what you can do. Like I'm a normal basic mom that like had my life turned upside down and I did something about it. So I'm very open about that on my stories and I love it. And I would love to see you guys over there. Amazing. Well, thank you again so much for coming and on the show. And I'll link everything that Abigail mentioned about her and where you can find more information on starting your own digital product in the show notes below, as well as the Alex Hermosi book that we were talking about, because I'm sure I'm going to get questions about that. Major read. You don't even have to buy it. You can go to your library. You can get an audio book. It's incredible. Highly recommend. And make sure you go keep up with Abigail because... You're absolutely incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) If you're listening to this, it means you've reached the end. And I'm so grateful that you tuned in to another episode of Kindly Gifted. If you don't mind to give this show your honest rating and review, I'd greatly appreciate it. And click follow or subscribe to keep up with new episodes. If you want to chat about what you just heard in this episode, I'm all ears. You can find me on Instagram at Katarina Tarantiva 
or on TikTok with the same handle. And I'll link both of them in the show notes below. If you want to chat with me one-on-one or maybe get some accessible resources on how it is that you can create invigorating marketing for your brand or develop your personal presence online as a person of influence, check out my stand store. I'll also link that in the show notes and there's more goodies coming your way. So don't forget to bookmark the link as well. Anyways, that's my spiel and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.